0: Hello, and welcome to the Coffee Break Bible Study Podcast. I'm David McNeese, and this is my co-host Aaron Patterson. How are we doing today, Aaron? Oh, we're doing good. Glad to be
1: back and where we can study. We you know, we did have a couple health issues within the family, and everyone's doing good now, but glad to be back where we can uh, start recording again.
0: Yeah, it's some sickness, but we're on the mend now and ready to jump back in. Sure. Um, we're in Galatians chapter 3 today. We're starting there. Um, chapter we're excited four. about that oh, chapter 4 I'm sorry we're in Galatians <laughs> chapter 4 yeah, yeah. I'm going to skip over a chapter um, Aaron you want to read that for us uh, sure sure I'll, I'll probably read a couple probably down to verse 5 five,
1: 5 or 6 and we'll get started there already and uh, keep in mind I'm reading the King James and you're using the uh, ESV yep that's correct All right. Uh, chapter, Galatians chapter 4 verse 1 it says now I say that the heir as long as he is a child differing nothing uh, from a servant And though he be Lord of all, but is under tutors and governors until the time appointed of the Father. Even so we, when we were children, were in bondage under the elements of the world. But when the the fullness of time was come, God sent forth his Son and made, uh, made of a woman, made under the law, to redeem them that were under the law, that they might receive the adoption of sons, and because you are sons, God has sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, crying, "Abba, Father." Now, wherefore, thou art no more a servant, but a son, and if a son, then an heir of God through Christ. And so that kind of gets us started uh, in this chapter, talking about being an heir to God. Uh, a lot right in there.
0: Yeah, you got to think about where he's going with this. Um, True, he is being encouraging here, but he's also saying this is where you are. So why are you acting the way you are? True, as we'll see in the rest of the chapter. Definitely. Why Why are you trying to go back under that law? Why are you trying to give away that sonship that you have to give into the yoke of circumcision and the rest of the law? True, definitely. And,
1: and why would they? Why would you want to go back to that? Right. Uh, and, and and being an heir, you, you have to keep in mind what that entitles that person to uh you go back to the old testament that that heir was the one that inherited the birthright he was the one that that received everything from the father uh that that got all of the goods afterwards so there's a lot that goes into that and, and we're heirs of
0: christ right or we're, we're heirs because of christ and it seems to be in this section we just read in verses one through um, seven that he's speaking to the Jews. There, it is he's speaking to the Jews of the promise, but it also seems—and correct me if I'm wrong—that in this next little section he's more referring to the Gentiles. He is definitely. He gives the parallel like you both have the opportunity to be sons. Yeah. But instead, you're acting this way, as we see later in the chapter. True,
1: and then he does do that kind of a, a parallel between the Jews and Gentiles. Uh, like the way
0: they're given into the, to the the new covenant. The,
1: yeah. True. Uh, true and it, it's interesting he brings out there uh, in verse three uh, that you were in bondage to the elements of the world uh, and, and how true that is even for today. Uh, at one time you know we, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glo- glory of God as Paul would write to the Romans uh, we were servant in Romans chapter six that we were servants to unrighteousness and then once we obey the gospel of Christ, we become a servant of righteousness
0: we've all been slaves to sin at some point in our lives true. whether whether you know definitely before we became Christians, and some of us like i've talked about my own self before like you know yeah. we fell back after becoming a christian and so we've all been slaves to sin at some point in our lives and it takes great diligence not to fall back into that true
1: definitely definitely and like you said the next next section he, he compares the Jews and Gentiles a little bit right uh, he lays it out for the Gen- Jews and says this is where you came from and now he's gonna say well this is where the Gentiles were right. but now you're all
0: heirs right. of C- through Christ right uh, you want to go ahead and read that next section uh, sure. for us formerly when you did not know God I'm in verse 8 formerly when you did not know God you were enslaved to those that by nature are not gods But now that you have come to know God, or rather to be known by God, how can you turn back again to the weak and worthless elementary principles of the world, whose slaves you want to be once more? You observe days and months and seasons and years. I am afraid I have labored over you in vain. Brothers, I entreat you, become as I am, for I have become as you were, become as you are. You did me no wrong. You know it because of bodily ailment that I preached the gospel to you at first. And though my condition was a trial to you, you did not scorn or despise me, but received me as an angel of God, as Christ Jesus. What then has become of your blessedness? For I testified to you that if possible you would have gouged out your eyes and given them to me. Have I then become your enemy by telling you the truth? They make much of you, but for no good purpose. They want to shut you out that you may make much of them. It is always good to be made much of for a good purpose, and not only when I am present with you. My little children, for whom I am again in the anguish of childbirth until Christ has formed in you, I wish I could be present with you and change my tone, for now I am perplexed about you.
1: Wow.
0: Wow. <laughs> yeah, we start there with, we see, the, we see the address of the Gentiles, how they were enslaved, other yeah. things besides God, and then they found God. True. But something's happened since they found God.
1: True, true. It's, it's almost like they went too far. It sounds like. They, they, they've they turned away from, uh, like I said, the, the elements were until you were in bondage, talking about the idol worship, the things right. that they were doing. Uh, and then he goes on and says, look, I, I haven't injured you. Uh, I, 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 there, even though I had infirmity in my flesh, I still proclaim the same gospel to you. Uh, I still taught you that. Uh, and, and it's very interesting there. Uh, where was it? You just read it. Uh, verse uh, let me find it here uh, verse 20 says I desire to be present with you now to, to change my voice uh, so I stand in doubt of you uh, it's almost like he's rebuking them saying look if I was there this would be a lot harsher
0: my my yeah. voice would be a lot harsher than it I is I wish I could change my tone but I can't right now yeah. because you're still living in that way True. and I think you see this um we talked about this in the first few podcasts, um, yeah, or episodes of this of this podcast. That when we started with Galatians, Paul's being attacked as well. He along with this attack, and I think you see Paul starting to bring that out a little bit more and coming back to that that idea. Where he talks about how you know they want to make much of you, but for no good purpose. True. He's basically saying yes, they're praising you. Yes, they're trying to make you feel special but not for the right purpose. True. And I, yes, I did have bodily infirmity. Yes, I did have issues. But remember how you would have given your own eyes to me if you could have. Yeah. Assuming, you know, given the kind of the indication there that maybe it was eyesight that was Paul's thrown in the flesh. You remember how how kind you were to me and how good you wanted to do me, but now that they've come in or trying to make much of you, yeah. you're forgetting that.
1: Yeah, true. It's almost like they've, they, they received Paul. They, they, they knew who he was. They loved him at first, and then, probably all these rumors and things that have, have transpired since then, that they, they've kind of turned away from Paul. Uh, right. It's kind of like what happened in, in Second Corinthians. We wrote that letter to the Second Corinthians. Uh, the Corinthians have lot, kind of lost faith in Paul there for a little bit, and Paul writes them that letter. Uh, and say, they, they say, well, he's not coming back. He just uh, pretty much came, he taught us, and he left. But that wasn't so. That, that's not what Paul was doing. Right. Uh, he had things that were, that were circumstances that were out of his control that he couldn't right. come back, and all the rumors that were flying around about Paul, during that time, it sounds like those things may have migrated over to the uh, Galatians.
0: Well, it sounds like there's definitely an outside force here too, right? Oh, definitely. The party, definitely. quote unquote, party of the circumcision are yeah are spreading these things about him, and they're and they're it sounds like they're praising the Galatians at Paul's expense, and they're trying to make them sound big, like they're great, but in fact, yeah. it's for no reason. True, it's just to get in their heads. Yeah,
1: and and it could be that, you know the Jewish Christians are criticizing the ones that that are, uh, Gal- Gentiles. Plus, you you have all the persecution that's going on. People that probably knew Paul and knew where he came from, saying trying to uh, defraud him or fraud him and, and say, look, he, he's. Just out to make money. He's not trying to do anything. He's just uh, to me. I almost almost see a, against him.
0: Almost see a sales pitch to the Galatians, both the Jewish and non-Jewish Galatians. It's true. Almost like you know, I'm going to make big of you. I'm going to praise you and make you look huge. Yeah. But then here's what I want from you. I want your non-Jewish. Yeah. Um christians to be circumcised i want you to keep the law i've praised you i've made much of you but what does it end up i want something from
1: you yeah yeah it does sound like that that they're wanting something from them but they
0: want something from them and that's to follow the old law yeah
1: trying to trying to barter with them or something those that were never
0: under the old law being asked to follow the old law true
1: true Uh, definitely Uh, and then the next section he, he really goes into it again uh especially talking about abraham here right uh, going back to Genesis, what is that, 12, 13, somewhere in there, where we talk about Hagar. Right. And again, this is really focusing toward the Jewish Christians that would have known that law. Right. And re- you really see, and Paul being the scholar that he is under the Jewish law, uh, having studied under uh, Gamaliel, he knew this law, he knew the history Uh, And this is something that Paul often did was go back and look at the Old Testament and show the type and anti-type of Christ in the the new law by looking at something that the Jewish nation uh, and that Jewish religion would have known and grown up hearing about. Something that they would have been very familiar with.
0: Right. Uh, looking at about Genesis chapter 16. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Because that's where we get into Hagar and... and Mm -hmm. Uh, Ishmael. Uh, So that kind of gets us to our next point there in this chapter. Uh, He says, tell me, uh, I'll read, start there in verse 21. It says, tell me, ye ye that desire to be under the law, do you not hear the law? Uh, For it is written that Abraham had two sons, one by a bondmaid and, and the other by a free woman. But he who is of the bondwoman was born after the flesh, but he of the free woman was by promise, which things are an allegory, uh, for these are the two covenants: the one from Mount Sinai, which generous to bondage, uh, which is Agar or Hagar. Uh, for this Hagar is Mount Sinai in Arabia, and answereth to Jerusalem, but uh, which now is and is in bondage with her children. But Jerusalem which is above is free, uh, which is the mother of us all, for it is re- re- for it is written, Rejoice, thou barren, that bearest not; break forth and cry, that thou travaillest not, for the desolate um, hath many more children than than she which hath a husband. Uh, now we brethren, as Isaac was, are the children of promise, but as then he. Uh, that was born after the flesh persecuted him that was born after the spirit. Even so is it now. And so that kind of, uh, well, let me go ahead and finish the chapter because really he continues that thought. Nevertheless, what saith the scripture? Cast out the bondwoman and her son. For the son of the bondwoman shall not be heir with the son of the free woman. Now, uh, So then, brethren, we are not children of the bondwoman, but of the free. Uh, so again, that allegory there that he gives, uh, looking back to Abraham, uh, Isaac, uh, Hagar, and Ishmael, uh, he goes back to that promise. Uh, and really, if we go back to that and look at that, uh, the promise was not through Hagar uh, or Hagar. It was through Sarah. Uh, Sarah was the one that conceived this plan uh, in Genesis uh, that you know she hadn't had a child. She was old in age, so she said, well, let me... I, I will give Abraham my, my uh, maid, my, my servant, to have a child for him. And that's what took place. And then even even within that account, uh, afterward, right after that, Sarah regretted it. Uh, she despised Hagar and what took place. And so it's very interesting that he brings that uh, allegory between
0: those two. And then he calls Hagar Mount Sinai. Yeah. Yeah, and then he points out that the promise wasn't that of this Jewish um, system. The yeah. promise was the promise of the Jerusalem above, true of Christ. True, definitely through Sarah. Yeah, even though he points out the Jerusalem, he makes that makes as though that was through Hagar. Yeah, but that would have been a sharp, like it almost. We talked about this a little before the podcast. Yeah, it almost been like a slap in the face. it would have been to call the law basically calling the law to be under Hagar, that would have been kind of a slap in the face to the Jewish people.
1: Oh, yeah, defi- definitely. Uh, because they would have known the difference between Hagar and Sarah. Right. And then, oh, excuse me. Bless you. Bless you again. Uh, excuse me. And again. Uh, sorry about that. I had a sneeze. I'll get there in a minute. Uh, but that that would have been a real big slap in their face because they looked to Abraham, they looked to Sarah. And they would have known that promise. And that's the promise he's pointing out, that Christ did not come through Ishmael. It came through Isaac. Right.
0: Uh, That was the, the lineage. He's doing that sharp contrast to what you thought was the promise was the law. True. That was not the promise. That was just the schoolmaster to get you to Christ. True. That was the bond of slavery that got you to Christ. Yeah. To the free woman's offspring, which is Jesus. True. Which is Christianity. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and if it, it 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 did not come through Ishmael, right? It came through Isaac. That was the bloodline that but led toward Christ.
0: The old law in this allegory yeah. comes through Ishmael.
1: Yeah, and it, it's very interesting. He he goes back to Abraham. He doesn't even go back to, to Moses. Right. He goes all the way back before Moses. Right. To, uh, to Abraham, the the father that that everyone looked toward, and uses that as the example.
0: But you see that happening a lot in the New Testament. You do. Like They just kind of bypass Moses. Yeah. And they go on to Abraham. Yeah.
1: Yeah, because Abraham was that that founding father. Right. Everybody looks toward Abraham. And so what a a better example to go back to the one that everybody knows about. Of course, they did know about Moses. They knew what Moses had done. But Abraham was the the main key figure that everybody looks toward. But it
0: goes back to what he's saying here. And one of the reasons they they always go back to Abraham is it's not about the law. No. It's about that promise through faith. Yeah. True. Of Christ and his lineage and his, um, the church. True. It goes back to, it goes back to Abraham and that promise that was made to him about his offspring. Yeah. To be the savior of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's not about the law. No, it's not about the Even law. Even though that's the way the Jews saw it, it's not about the law. Yeah. And it had to be really hard for them to get over that, because all their lives, the law, the law, the law.
1: Yeah, it had to be. It had to be hard for them to... to I mean, you think of that, you, here's, a, here's a group of people that is a nation that always looked toward that law, and now that law has been nailed to the cross, taken out, and now, they're just, now they have to, to switch gears... And, and there was going to be a transitional
0: period, right? And they, oh yeah. They were kind of patient with them, you know, up until a point. But this, True. Is, this by the time Galatians was written, this was many years. Oh, definitely. We've seen a lot of things happen. Yeah. And like if you follow the Book of Acts it, like we had before, you've seen a lot of things happen and a lot of transitions happen over a long period of time. Yeah. Pretty long period of time, you know, several years. True. And then a couple of decades or so, as I would say. Yeah. And then. But they're still trying to go back to the old law. Yeah. Yeah. They're still trying to go to the old law. They're still trying to throw back to that every time and he reminds them, Hey, that old law was of slavery. True. That old law wasn't meant was meant to be a schoolmaster to get us there. We weren't meant to continue to follow that. Yeah. The promise is not the old law. Yeah. The promise is the new covenant yeah. we have with God's Son, Jesus Christ. True.
1: True, definitely. And that's a great example for us that even today, uh, there 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 might be some that, that are trying to go keep part of that old law and keep and, and add it into the new law. That's what Paul's pointing out. You can't do that. You're under a new law. That that, that one was a, a bond servant. Uh, even like Hagar and Ishmael, they were cast out. It's done. Move right, on move therefore. on to what move on to what's what God has put into place now. Uh, don't linger on those things that are the past. And and be and look toward Christ, who's that of that free woman. Right. And I think that's what kinda what Paul's pointing toward. Right. is looking toward Christ what he has done
0: the better way yeah
1: true well that that wraps about, up about this episode so uh, uh, we'll, we'll catch you guys next next week uh, we'll be looking at Galatians chapter 5 yay uh, and moving on forward I think yeah, chapter 5 and two more chapters in this book and then we'll be done and then
0: we'll be probably doing some transitional stuff and then we'll probably yeah. jump onto another our other book yeah
1: definitely definitely so uh We'll we'll go ahead and stop there for today and we'll pick up in chapter 5 next week. Sounds great. And as we always say, God loves you. We love you. We'll see you next time.